Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's Horror. My name is Tay. And my name is Moss. And oh my god, guys. It's spooky season. It's like it's spooky time. It's been spooky season, but now it's like officially spooky season. Yes. It's we're here. We're in October. It's time. It's I don't know. It's time for everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. All the things. All of it. things. Ghost things. Uh, hay rides. I don't know. Spooky things. I don't know. It's it's just my life. Like spooky season is just my life. So it's Honestly. like it's just time. It's, it's time. Just, it's time. Yep. I have arisen. <laughs> like it's we're ready. We are living. <laughs> we are living. And um, to celebrate spooky season, we're actually doing a giveaway on our Instagram. Um, it's super exciting. We have some fun prizes. Um, head over to our Instagram to check it out. Our Instagram is here's horror podcast. Hell yeah on Instagram on, on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about I mean you're welcome to the though. podcast <laughs> um it's only been like 30 plus episodes still don't know how to talk um you know so what we're getting either it's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yes definitely um check out our Instagram for the giveaway um do all the things that you need to do like it share it tag people all of that jazz um mm-hmm. Another super exciting thing that we're doing for the month of October, just like last year, is we're going to have an episode every Wednesday for you every guys. Every single week, bitch. So much spooky. I'm going to be so fucking scared. I'm so fucking scared right now. It's yeah. like that, that that video clip that's like, <laughs> I'm so fucking scared right now. That's you literally shut me. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be Tay all month um, because yeah. I'll tell you guys right now, I'm not pulling any punches. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm... I don't know if I should say excited, if that's the right word for it. I'm ready. Am okay. I, ready? I don't know if I'm ready. I shouldn't say that without knowing what we're watching. Are. I think it'll be great. We'll have fun. The podcast might be canceled by the end of the month. It'll be great. <laughs> I feel like every October that comes around, it's like, will the podcast last the rest of the month? Who knows? <laughs> tune in to find out. <laughs> to- yeah, seriously, guys. Tune in to find out. We'll see if I'm alive yeah. by the end of this. We'll um, see. I sure as shit hope so. Yeah. But also, with it being October. October, I'm doing what I've been doing every year for forever, watching a spooky movie every single day, and we'll be posting those on our Instagram stories as well. So if you want to follow along with my movie marathon this month, you can do that on the Instagram too. And I'll be posting the movies the night before I watch them. So yeah, it'll be a fun I'll little... watch together. Yeah, fun little thing. All Next. separately, but together. It's like that thing where it's yeah. like, we're all looking at the same moon. It's like that, but oh. we're all watching the same horror movie not me though because i'm not allowed to not tay i mean like you could (laughs) if you really wanted to maybe maybe i'll keep an eye out on the ones that i have seen and then if there are any i know there's some definitely you're gonna watch all the scream movies spoilers well actually i'm not i'm doing it a little bit differently this oh my god guys extra spoilers okay i'm like i'm sprinkling like in like a couple of faves but um, I'm mostly, okay. it's like 99% movies I've never seen before. Okay, so I won't so. be able to tune in. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing it in a spirit. Little <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh my gosh. I'm excited. I'll be watching the screen movies instead. I'll just, yeah. on a loop. Just... I mean, like, <laughs> to be fair, there will probably be a day this month where I'm just randomly, like, on top of the marathon movie I'm watching. Yeah. I'll just be like, you know what, what if, what if I just watched all of the screen films. Yeah, I mean, that's you just every month. That's so true. I honestly, yeah. Yeah, you're right. All Man, right. I just got well, fucking red right there. You're correct, though. I'm not wrong. No, I you're mean, not. 
I listen. It's it's fine. Um, what are we? I'm okay. It's the first one. Are you gonna go easy on me on the first one or? Yeah. Yeah, I would say. The thing about this one is that like. It is spooky, but it's also from the 80s, right? So okay, okay. there's, like, bits in the effects that are, like, able to kind of take you out of it a little bit. But, okay, like, at okay. the same time, it's still kind of gnarly. But, yeah, as far as movies for this month goes, I think we're starting off relatively chill. There is another okay. chill one, though. So I think it's, like, 50-50. Okay. We're, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so scared. We're going to have fun with it. It's going to be great. Okay. okay. But today... We're watching the movie that I like to credit with kind of, like, fully solidifying my love for horror. So, like, getting into my roots a little bit here, Mm -hmm. which is A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, fun! That has... That has an actress in it that I know. Uh... Am I thinking of Halloween? Am I just thinking of Jamie Lee Curtis? You might be thinking about Jamie Lee Curtis, which, (laughs) to be fair, when am I not thinking about Jamie Lee Curtis? Honestly, true. I feel like I mash up just, like, in my head, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and, like, Mm -hmm. what's the one with... Is Freddy Krueger Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Yeah. Is... Who's... Is Jason Halloween? Jason's Friday the 13th. I mash up those three in my head. No, that's so fair. They're, like, all the classic, like, monster-esque type. I feel like like they all have the same, like, vibe-ish, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I please don't hate me for saying that. I no, I mean I've like seen, you're, I've seen one of them. <laughs> you're right though. They are all like kind of human-ish with supernatural abilities type characters that are all yeah. like classic horror. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Hunting I get you. Down teenagers. Exactly. Doing teenager shit. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm excited to watch this one. I've seen me like. Okay, this also goes deep back into my lore because this is like Ooh. one of the first times that I. Uh, this might be one of the first like clips of a horror movie that i had ever seen at like a sleepover in middle school um i think i watched approximately 15 to 20 minutes of it before i like hid in a bathroom for the rest of the night because i was so scared um so i'm excited to revisit um (laughs) i think i've grown as a person since then yeah i don't think you'll be hiding in the bathroom this time i think it'll be fine i might be actually i survived hell house i survived us i survived I don't know. I just maintain so that far. if you survived Hell House LLC, you'll be fine. Like, <laughs> I, I maintain that. That is probably the scariest one that we've watched on the podcast so far, in my opinion. I That one in, um, what is it, Grave Encounters? Yeah. It's also pretty scary. Um, so I think it'll be okay. I feel like yeah. I feel like it's going to be the same like vibe as Halloween. And oh, I yeah. liked Halloween. That, yeah. was, that was chill. Okay. Hell yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. Sweet. Tell me all about it. I absolutely <laughs> will. So, A Nightmare on Elm Street is like a supernatural slasher, kind of, which okay. is a very fun, like, subgenre to me. Because, like, a lot of times you get either supernatural or slasher, not mm-hmm. a ton of both. You know what I mean? Okay. So, mm-hmm. I love when there's crossover. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah. There are a whole bunch of Nightmare on Elm Street movies and, like, other media and literature based on it. And so I'll kind of just list all of those for you right now. Mm-hmm. So this one, A Nightmare on Elm Street, came out in 1984. The sequel, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, came out in 1985. 1987 was Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors 4, The Dream Master, came out in 88. And five, which is like not officially five, it's just called A Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child, but it is the fifth installment, was mm. 1989. 
Okay. And then there's more. There's still <laughs> Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare in 1991, Wes Craven's New Nightmare in 1994, and also Freddy vs. Jason in 2003, which oh, is wow. a crossover with Friday the 13th. <laughs> I, okay, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. So I've seen Freddy versus Jason, like, memes, everything, everywhere. Yeah. I thought it was just, like, because they're, like, very similar. No, it's a real thing. Vi- it's a real movie? It's a real movie. Are you kidding me? No, I'm 100% oh. serious. It came out in 2003. Yep. Oh, my God. Is it good? Have you seen it? <laughs> I, you know, I actually don't know if I've seen it. If I have, it's okay. been a very long time. But, Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of iconic i, I know. fully thought that it was like a meme for yeah no. I, and i've seen shit about it like i've seen like i don't know the whatever i that's crazy to me isn't that <laughs> wild but yeah that's, that's insane yeah kind of crazy there's also a, wow i just had a stroke there's also a tv <laughs> series called freddy's nightmares that was running from 1988 to 1990 mm-hmm. and then there was a remake in 2010 of a nightmare on elm street which got horrific reviews <laughs> i i bet it didn't do very well weirdly enough i liked it around the time that it came out but to be fair around that time i was also approximately 13 and didn't have taste yeah so that's fair <laughs> i also we talk about it different. yeah we talk about it all the time but both of us are easy to please when it comes so to easy movies yeah the amount of times i've watched a movie and been like wow that movie was really good and then like i get on twitter and everyone's like wow that movie fucking sucks and all the acting was horrible right? and i'm like oh but I had fun. <laughs> I, <enjoyed laughs> you know? I had a good time. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So, quite frankly, if I rewatched it now, I might still like it. Um, so, you know, yeah. grains of salt and all that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also discovered that there's a documentary about Nightmare on Elm Street, like the making of it. And uh, it's oh, that's cool. four hours long. I wow. did indeed watch it. It's called I Never Sleep it. Again, <laughs> The Nightmare Legacy. And it came out in 2010. And it's fucking awesome. Like... That sounds cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I am very surprised I had time to watch it because if we're being honest, like leading up to recording this episode, my time management right now, horrendous. Absolutely horrific. (laughs) So when I saw that there was a four hour long documentary, I'm like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. I I made a way. I made it happen. And it was really good. I'm proud of you. I'm Thank you. I'm honestly really proud of you. Doing Thank something you. for four hours is a lot. <laughs> it's so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's another documentary, too, though, that came oh, out damn. after, or in 2019, about, it's more about Nightmare on Elm Street 2, though, and it's okay. about one of the actors in it, Mike Patton. So, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is very homoerotic. Very okay. much so. There's I'm a into lot it. of, like, yeah, but... The the fucking filmmakers claimed to have had, like, no idea that they were doing that at all. And it was just, like, a weird subconscious. It's not like weird. I'm not saying gay things baiting. are weird. I'm, like, exactly. It's, like, opposite <laughs> queer baiting. It was a very, like, I don't know how that happened subconsciously. But Mike Patton is now an openly gay actor, but he was not open at that time. So it was, like, oh. a very interesting experience for him yeah to have to be like yeah because mm-hmm. he was i think the lead in that one and mm-hmm. so like having to navigate not being out yet and like people calling your film like very homoerotic it was probably like yeah. a very conflicting thing for him so there's a whole documentary mm-hmm. about that too i haven't had a chance to watch that one yet but i would like to see something yeah maybe whenever we watch the second installment yeah dude 
I'm down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. of course, I also have to mention the Ice Nine Kills song based on A Nightmare on Elm Street. Because, <laughs> like, I've just determined that anytime we cover a movie that they, like, made a song about, I just have to mention it. It was on their <laughs> first Silver Scream album in 2018, and it's called The American Nightmare, and it slaps. Because, duh. So I bet. Yeah. I think I've, I've heard it, maybe. Have you played that one for me? You played you played one of the albums for me, and yeah. all of the songs slapped, so. I'm sure I did play that one for you. I don't know. Because that's also <laughs> the one that has the song that is based on Jaws, so I probably uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, the ratings for A Nightmare on Elm Street are really good, of course. So mm-hmm. on IMDb, it's just 7.4 out of 10 with 249 ratings, which is, like, kind of mediocre. But on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 95% with an 84% audience score. Damn. Yeah. The budget for this movie? Really low. As far as millions of dollars go. (laughs) Um, It was $1.1 million. Again, I have an aneurysm every time I say that's a low (laughs) amount of money. But it is in terms of filmmaking. It was funded by New Line Cinema. I'll talk about them a little bit later, but this film was really make or break for them. They put everything into this film, and if it failed, they would have gone under. But now they're, like, a really successful production company. That's awesome. Good for them. It was released on November 9th, 1984, at only 165 theaters in the U.S., and it did great. It made just over its budget during opening weekend, grossing over $1.2 million. And it went on to earn $57 million worldwide, just Damn. over 25 and a half of which was made in the U.S. and Canada. So it did really well against its Yeah, budget. it did. Fuck yeah. yeah. Good for them. That's awesome. They slayed. Love to see it. They did. Nightmare on Elm Street, in case you didn't know, is written and directed by the light of my life, Wes Craven. <laughs> I love him so much. So... The idea for Elm Street first started coming to him when he saw articles about young Hmong refugees in the U.S. from ages 19 to 57 dying in their sleep. Mm -hmm. Really sad phenomenon that was occurring in the late 70s. Hmong people were escaping war war and genocide in Laos, Cambodia, and Vietnam, seeking refuge in the U.S. and Canada. A number of them suffered from what is believed to be Sudden Arrhythmic Death Syndrome, which occurs in adults and adolescents. Basically, it's where you suddenly and unexpectedly pass away in your sleep. Or it's a specific type of a syndrome called Brugada Syndrome. It has a range of underlying causes, most of them being heart-related issues, but it can also have other causes. And one in five cases Mm -hmm. of this condition have no clues as to the cause of death whenever there's an autopsy, autopsy done. So... It's a really spooky thing, and it was happening a lot in the 70s, and there was one particular man that, whenever Wes Craven read the article about him, it really stuck with him. So, this man dreamt that he was going to die, and then refused to sleep for days, and when he finally slept, he had what appeared to be a night terror. He was, like, screaming and shaking in his sleep, and in the midst of it, he unfortunately passed away. So... That's really sad. It's really sad. It's really awful. Um, But that's a thing that unfortunately inspired part of this movie. So I have to mention it. I mean, it's a, it's it's a really sad thing that happened, but it's also a really good concept for a horror movie. It is. That's the thing. Yeah. Two things can exist at once. They can. They can. Yeah. (laughs) 
so from reading those articles, Wes Craven began to wonder, like, in terms of if this were a movie, what if it were, like, a person or something like that mm. that had killed him in this way? And that kind of, the idea grew from there. Mm-hmm. He used Elm Street specifically in the movie because he wanted it to feel like it could be, like, kind of anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. There's Elm mm. Streets all over America. As of 2022, it was the 15th most common street name in the country, and given that the first 10 are Main Street and then 1st through 9th, that's that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty yeah. high up there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, yeah. That's, wow. And I also learned it was also the name of the Main Street in the town of the college that Wes Craven used to teach at, and oh, cool. also the name of the street that JFK was assassinated on, so... Oh, well... That's a less fun, but still a fact for you. Yeah, it's a fact. (laughs) That's for sure. It is. But that's just like, it's a common street name. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if JFK was going to get assassinated on any street, highly likely it was going to be in Elm Street. I'm sorry. I'm not going to keep that in. (laughs) But it was so funny. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, If I do end up keeping it in, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> so where do, how do I even pick up from that? I don't know. That's I'm okay. really sorry. That's okay. Ooh. So yeah, Elm Street, very common street. That's why Wes Craven used it. Okay. <laughs> I'm still laughing. Anyway, it took three years for anyone to pay any mind to the Elm Street script because the producers that Wes Craven would talk to just didn't think that using dreams as a basis for fear would work very well. And they were really wrong about that. They're so wrong. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. I've heard multiple people, and someone in that documentary said this as well, like, Jaws was to swimmers as Nightmare on Elm Street was to sleepers. (laughs) Like, everyone who sleeps. Like, yeah. Yeah, so. They thought that wasn't uh, scary enough, though, which is crazy to me. Interestingly enough, Walt Disney Productions was the first company to pay it any mind, but they wanted it to be toned way down to a PG-13 film, and Wes Craven said, fuck that. So, (laughs) he said, no I can see, like, a knockoff version on the Disney Channel. Disney Channel original movie, Nightmare on Elm Street. I could, (laughs) yeah, but mm, Wes Craven's not about that, nah. No, I I wouldn't be either if I was Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. I would say, fuck you, I'm Wes Craven. Exactly. I'll do what I want. Exactly. <laughs> it finally got into the hands of New Line Cinema when they were basically in their infancy, and they knew that if they could get a good horror script, it would probably work out well for them and get them off the ground as a production company. Prior to that, they had been a distribution company instead, and they only worked with small venues like schools and prisons and things like that. Mm, so they were only okay. distributing films. They weren't funding them yet. Mm. This is, once again, another film from Wes Craven that features strong women leads, because we all know that Wes drank the hell out of Respect Women Juice. So, if you don't know, Wes Craven was always really open about his respect for women and how important it was to him to show women being strong and resourceful in horror. I especially love it in Elm Street, because our lead, Nancy, is all but, like, 16 years old. And showing strong young women, especially in horror, is something that was really lacking in the genre for a long time. Frankly, we could still use more of it, but things mm. have been moving in a good direction with respect yeah. to that for a while. So mm-hmm. we stand West Craven. I, I wonder if um, 
Nancy from Stranger Things is named that because of Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, I feel like it's probably highly likely. Just it is of so the, highly what likely. Stranger Things is. <laughs> I never did that math, yeah. but you're so right. As soon as you is. said Nancy, I was like, a strong female character named Nancy who's only 16? I know a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and like she... She reminds me a lot of Nancy from Stranger Things, too, now that you say okay, that. Okay, well, so, you know, I've there's connected a lot the of dots. parallels <laughs> happening. Oh, we'll, we'll talk more about parallels in just, just a second, but that is such a good okay. point that I have never thought of. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. I got you. Yeah. So, Wes Craven did not want a sequel for this movie, really, but uh, New Line had the rights to it, so they went ahead and uh, made one. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So the original and New Nightmare in 1994 are the only two Nightmare on Elm Street films that Wes Craven wrote and directed. He did co-write and produce the third film as well, though. But yeah, the first one and New Nightmare are all him. The other Got ones, mm-hmm. not so much. He was also not a fan of the script for the sequel. <laughs> like <laughs> Watching him talk about that in the documentary that I watched was so funny because he was like not pulling any of the shade back at all he was like i did not like it <laughs> yeah like it was, was like, not a good script <laughs> it was not for me <laughs> yeah it was really funny but yeah if you want to learn more about like Wes craven's background go listen to our first scream episode i kind of went more in depth about him in that one but that's yeah you know you mm-hmm. can you can check that one out but i just mostly yeah. wanted to talk about like elm street stuff for this one for sure mm-hmm. the cast i'm obsessed with so one Stranger Things uh, related thing, Robert England plays Freddy Krueger, and he's been in an absolute shitload of other things, but we know him from Stranger Things 4 as Victor Creel. Yes! And he also played Professor William Wexler from Urban Legend, which we covered in episode 13. Go check that oh out. Oh my god! That's so cool! Yeah. But yeah, we have another Stranger Things tie, so I wouldn't be surprised, again, if Nancy was named after Nancy. <laughs> I am sure she is, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that just makes sense. Either that or it's a really weird coincidence. Right, yeah. I don't believe in coincidences when it comes to Stranger Things for the most part, yeah, though, they if we're being honest. Really, I mean, honestly, it's a 80s horror movie. Yeah. It, it, it meets all the criteria. Like, literally, it you does. don't need any other criteria other I'm than not it even was an 80s Google horror movie. I just choose to believe that you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like um, Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. If you don't understand the reference, go listen to our Jaws episodes. I am so proud of that episode. Listen to the Jaws episode, please. My God. It's a fun one. But Freddy Krueger was named after a kid that used to beat up Wes Craven in school. (laughs) Now that's iconic. That's iconic behavior. He's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm making you the villain of my movie. It's so fucking funny to me. Moving on, though. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I just, like... That's all I had. I just had to sneak that in there. Just like, fuck that guy. I'm going to name my I wonder how him. real life Freddy Krueger is doing just in his day-to-day life. Is his full name Freddy Krueger? No, it's like, just or Freddy. Is it just... Okay. I was going to, like, imagine if that was, like, first name, last name Freddy Krueger. And, like, that, that movie comes man. out, blows up everywhere. He's just, like, working some office job. Just, like, some, like, whatever. Goes home to his wife and kids and his, like, teenage son's like, Dad, guess what? <laughs> And he's like, no. He's like, who'd you say the director was? Wes Craven. I used to beat the shit out of that guy. (laughs) That would be fucking crazy. Oh, man. Uh, I think it was just Freddy. I don't think it was the last name, too. 
Damn. Well, I know. Sad. Wild. Still funny, though. <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole other cast to get through, so. <laughs> Sorry. Our, our main Nancy, as we've discussed, Nancy Thompson, is played by Heather Langenkamp. She is that bitch. She's the girl next door, good at sports, super pretty, has the cutest boyfriend in school, and she's super smart and resourceful, so she knows how to trust her gut. We love her. Slay. Robert England describes her as Freddie's worthy adversary, which I love. I love to hear it. Yes. Perfect. Slay. Ronnie Blakely (laughs) also plays Nancy's mom, Marge. John Saxon plays her dad, Lieutenant Thompson. Amanda Weiss plays Tina Gray, one of her friends. Jesus Garcia, who's credited as Nick Corey, plays Rod Lane. He was going by Nick Corey at the time because he was trying to pass as Italian. At an agent that he had back in the 80s gave him that stage name because they believed that at the time he might be discriminated against for his Latin background. I will be referring to him as his actual name, Jesus Garcia. So he was going through a lot at the time of filming. He was really depressed on some substances, and he believes that it unfortunately affected his performance. In the Mm -hmm. documentary I watched, though, he was really proud to say that at the time in 2010, he was 25 years sober, so go him. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Right? And then, lastly, we have Johnny Depp as Gwen Lance. Okay. This was Johnny Depp's first acting role. Was it really? Yes, like period. All he right. was never in anything else before this. Prior to this, he only had music experience, and the reason mm. he was chosen, Wes Craven's daughter was actually the one who chose him. It was between him and another actor, but she thought that he was mm-hmm. prettier, <laughs> so Wes went with it. <laughs> I mean, have you seen young Johnny Depp? Very pretty. This- What's hilarious to me, though, is that <laughs> Wes Craven actually thought that Johnny Depp was kind of, and I quote, pale and sickly looking at the time. <laughs> like, Wes, what do you mean? Also true. I mean, like, a little, I feel yeah. like that's just the vibe. Yeah, you know, that's fair. Yeah. But you know, what's I funny... Mean, we've all seen Edward Scissorhands. I don't so know. So true. That's just his default state. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my god. Another actor, not the one that they were choosing between the two of them, but an additional one who wanted the role of Glenn was Charlie Sheen. <laughs> but uh, New Line Cinema couldn't afford the t- afford the salary that he wanted. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Wouldn't that be insane, though? Just like yeah, Charlie, just Sheen's Charlie just Sheen just in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I mean, like, Johnny Depp at least makes sense, because, like, yeah. you know, you got Sweeney Todd, Edward Scissorhands. Like, it's like, he's, he's there. He's kind of... It's the vibe. Yeah. Not Charlie Sheen, though. <laughs> not Charlie Sheen. <laughs> sure as shit, not Charlie Sheen. No. <laughs> yeah. I also want to mention the special effects makeup for this film was done by David Miller, who also did the special effects for the Thriller music video right before this production. Oh, that's so cool. Pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In terms of awards, they'd got just a handful of awards and nominations. A few of the nominations were at the Saturn Awards and Young Artist Awards. Heather Langenkamp and Wes Craven both won an award at the Avoria Film Festival for that year as well. And it was also entered into the National Film Registry in 2021 for its cultural significance. There's also a bunch of lists that this movie and characters fall on. So, like, Freddy Krueger ranks Mm -hmm. number 40 in the American Film Institute's 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains list that was released in 2003. Mm -hmm. 
In 2010, it was included in the Independent Film and Television Alliance's list of the 30 most significant independent films in the last 30 years. And then there's, like, a lot more, like, in the New York Times and on, like, Bravo and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Accolades out the ass, pretty much. Yeah. Crazy that this was an indie film. Right? Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah. The more you know. It takes place in the... (laughs) They just did the, the more you know rainbow. <laughs> so true. With the hands. Yep. So it takes place in the fictional town of Springwood, Ohio. The plot. Pretty straightforward. A group of teenagers start being haunted by a dream demon, basically. And if he kills them in their dreams, they die in real life. The lead, Nancy, has to figure out why this is happening and why she and her friends are being targeted by him before he gets all of them basically bum 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 some dark past shit you know yeah yeah it's great it's fun here for the lore oh yeah (laughs) so much lore and last let's do it but not least trigger warnings yes important there's kind of a lot so okay because it's nightmares you know so like yeah yeah so anything can happen yeah exactly so there's like bugs and eels and the eels look kind of snake-like at that point there's child abuse and child murder, parental death, gaslighting, stalking, alcohol abuse, gore. There's a lot of blood, drowning, mentions of burning alive, death by hanging. There's a needle in a hospital scene. Someone nearly gets a sedative shot is what that is. Uh, and there's self-harm, but not in the, I hate to say it like this, quote unquote, traditional sense. Um, yes. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sorry to be blunt with it. But yeah, yeah. there's also there's no sexual assault in this film, but there is subtext that it may be part of the overarching story. And there are some scenes that may elicit a similar type of anxiety for some people. So I did want to mention it just to be safe. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's all, though. Just those. Just all that. Just, you know, (laughs) you know, do you think you can handle it? Um, I'm excited. Yeah, I think. I'm I think it'll be too. a fun one. I fucking love this think, movie. Yeah. It's I think this is a great start to spooky season. Right? I thought so too. Spooky I'm glad month. you agree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm into yeah. it. Let's fucking go. Let's make freaking lose it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Seeing you nightmares. Oh yeah. I may not be religious or anything, but if something rips a damn cross off the wall, I'm feeling squidgy it about it. You. I'm yeah, not happy. For sure. <laughs>calling my name in the middle of the night i want no part of exactly where where girl where are you going go back to bed bitch you have no shoes on there's glass on the ground like tetanus is now your biggest worry right now yeah
This man in his gay ass hat. <laughs> he, he's kind of a silly, goofy guy. He is a silly, goofy guy. Oh my god, that sign says no students allowed. I read it as no sluts allowed. <laughs> no sluts allowed. <laughs> Absolutely none. Just so you guys know, um, at this pod, we support sluts. Sluts are always allowed. Absolutely. Sluts are always allowed at Here's Horror. Ugh. Men in crop tops. Let, like, bring it back. Steve Harrington and a crop top win. Oh my god. Do it, cowards. Literally. Begging you. No! Yeah. Not Greg. Did you say Greg? Is his name not Greg? It's Glenn. Glenn, not Glenn. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa. That's a lot of blood. Yeah. I feel like human bodies don't have that much blood. <laughs> no, it, it might be a little bit extra, yeah. Maybe if you had let her talk to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. See, parents, this is the dangers of not letting your teenagers talk to their significant others. They could get murdered. Yep. Just they could. By a dream demon. Literally. You never know. Stop monitoring their phones. Let them call their little boyfriends and girlfriends and partners. Yeah. Just let them do it. What's the worst that could happen if you let them talk? They survive? Yeah, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Those effects, though. I was literally gonna say those exact words. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh my god. It's the stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. Okay. That was... Yeah. <laughs> well, that ending was fucking rude. <laughs> Alright. We're back. We're back. Boo. I... Okay. <laughs> I don't you... know. <laughs> A little bit. You might have spooked them. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I want to tell you that in watching that, I remembered what the one scene that I watched from whenever I was a kid at a middle school sleepover was. Do you oh. want to guess it? Um, was it not the bath scene? It was not the bath scene. I've seen, like, gifts of that and just, like, clips. It's just an iconic, like... Was it... I, it's probably been recreated a hundred times in other movies, Oh, yeah, too. for sure, probably. Um... I don't know, crop top Johnny Depp? I don't know. It unfortunately was not crop top Johnny Depp. No, the, the thing that made me hide in the bathroom after I watched the clip of it was Tina's murder. I watched That's so fair. That yeah. scene. <laughs> that was... scene is so fucked up. Yeah. It was crazy. And I think I think I wasn't there for the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. Um because I don't remember any of the introduction, but I like remember watching the murder scene and thinking it was a ghost movie because like mm, Yeah. Obviously um in case you're new here 
that shit freaks me out. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing that I had seen of Nightmare on Elm Street, other than, obviously, the iconic stuff that takes place in it. But, yeah. Yeah. It's um, a good scene, I went, and I have some fun and, facts about it, but I'll go over those in a little bit. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about it. But, yeah, after I watched it, I definitely hid in the bathroom for the rest that's of the night so and cried. That's so fair. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But yeah. I didn't do that this time. No, you didn't do that this time. <laughs> so, what would you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 spookies, though? Um, honestly, I feel like... I I feel like, okay, for spookies, I feel like I need to put myself in the mind of, like, the 80s. Like, I right. need to, like, yes. remember where they were at watching this. I feel like if I saw it in theaters, premiere, knew nothing about it, and I'm, like, a teenager in the 80s, I feel like I would give it, like, an 8 out of 10. Like, it was pretty... Yeah. It was pretty fucked up. Like it's, it's a pretty shit. fucky movie, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like now I'm gonna give it like a four or five because yeah. some of the some of the effects were like they're very eighties. They're eighties, yeah. And yeah. I respect it. I'm into it, oh, but yeah. definitely makes it a little less spooky. I agree. I agree. What would you rate it in general, though? Um, it was good. Mm-hmm. I. All the adults were fuckheads, and I yeah. didn't like them. I want and to I f- throat punch all of them. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I'm going to give it, like, a seven. Like, That's I reasonable. liked it, but I wasn't like, well, this shit's crazy. You know what I mean? Does True. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So, I'll give it a solid seven. I respect that. I do. <laughs> yeah, you know. Did you have a favorite or least favorite part? Um, let me see. I think my least favorite part was just all the adults thinking that she was a stupid idiot yeah actually no i take that back my least favorite part was the end because what the fuck was that the fucking discuss it okay we'll talk about the ending so which part are you all of it (laughs) so the thing about that is that they had like four or five different ideas for an ending Mm -hmm. right and they kind of just used all of the ideas instead of just, like, going with maybe one or two that made sense. So it's, yeah. like, the whole thing is supposed to be, like, you're wondering, like, oh, shit, did Nancy actually wake up or not? Like, whatever. Mm. Is this all still a dream? Yeah. Yeah. Was the entire thing a dream? Like, it's mm. supposed to be confusing. Um, but I do think that they still could have pulled that off with taking they... out one or two of those elements. Yeah, I feel like they could have pulled it off just in a different way. I think it should have just been, like, maybe instead of him, like, dissolving into that, like, whatever that edit was when she's like, you don't have power anymore, and she, like, takes the handle, and he, like, goes after her and then, like, dissolves. I think it would have been cool if she was like, you don't have the power anymore, and she takes the handle and, like, waits and kind of, like, turns around, and he's just not there anymore. That would have been kind of cool. Like, because then she has, like, the satisfaction of, like, oh, like, I made him go away. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's, like, you don't really know if he went away or not. And then yeah. I feel like it would make, and then, like, she, like, leaves. And then maybe even a scene of her, like, getting into bed and being, like, I had a peaceful night's sleep. And then she, like, wakes up and, like, everything's back to normal. And she's, like, oh, it was all a dream. And then, and then the, the shit and happens then the again. Because then you're, yeah. like, ah, see, he, he, you thought. Yep. But I feel like him, like, seeing the scene of him, like, dissolve into nothingness that kind of takes you out of it a little bit yeah it's like we had we hadn't seen that before as like a way of he of him like leaving or coming to a place so like that 
like I saw that and I was like, oh, like he's done for. Like he, that, mm-hmm. that's it. She was right. You know, she's taking the power. It's all fear based and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and then they threw all then, the other shit at you. Yeah, and so it's like I don't like. I thought he was he was gone. Yeah, it was a weird choice. I agree with you. It would have been better if he just disappeared. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was. It was a weird choice, but I think that there were that there were just too many voices trying to get what they wanted in that ending. Yeah, so out of they, it, yeah, yeah, things get added in that are weird or like mm. you know. Yeah. But you know, I agree with you. Um, yes. the mannequin so, getting pulled through the door is my least favorite <laughs> part of that fucking... Because, like... That was really... Yeah. I hated that. <laughs> so, and I always have, but, like, one of the, uh, I don't know what his position is at New Line Cinema, Bob Shea, he's one of the main, uh, what is the word that I... Producers. Mm-hmm. He really wanted the ending of Freddie's arm coming through the door and, like, hooking around uh, the mom's throat and pulling her through the door. So he, like, would not let up on that argument. And I think that it was a poor choice. But No, I yeah. think if, like, did it have to be the front door? He could have broken in one of the, like, house doors and done the same thing. Yeah. He could have gotten a stunt actor to, like, actually fit like, through the hole. Exactly. Instead could've of just a very, very obvious the door. mannequin. Yeah, that yeah. yeah or it didn't honestly, look great. he could have just stuck stuck his arm out and just like cut her and then have her like collapse. So like yeah. just so like Something how else. fucking <laughs> what like how cool of a like just like slasher esque ending to have right? like his arm come out and just like rip it and just like blood. Bleh, that would have been and you're just, sick. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street, like that. Yeah. That so what I'm hearing cool. is we need to travel back to 1984 <laughs> and get into the room with Wes Craven and Bob Shea and be like, listen, I like be your like, ideas. Here are some yes. better ones. <laughs> be like, listen, I know you guys don't know what a podcast is yet. However, <laughs> we've made some notes. It's real important. We got notes for you. Listen to the episode. It'll be great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But... That kind of thing will happen also with the mannequin when you do a lot of the effects in the movie practically instead of, yeah. like, digitally. Yeah. So the majority, if not all, of the effects in the film, other than, like, obviously Freddy disappearing, yeah. <laughs> um, were all practical. So, like, him coming through the wall, like, at the very beginning, like, above Nancy... Kind Ooh, of that's all that like was practical. Uh, that was like a spandex fabric wall with like a hole behind it. That he, that's awesome. Yeah, and then the person Freddie burning and like running up the stairs. That's all one shot. Is wow that person Are was they on in, like, fire a fireproof suit for that long? Yeah, like it was a stunt wow. person that was on fire for that long, and. In the documentary I watched, Wes Craven was like, I've never seen someone be on fire for that long. We didn't know how he did it. Like, it was crazy. So. That's awesome. I know. And I can't stop thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't imagine just, like, being on fire for that long. Like, I couldn't imagine being on fire in general. But, like, even if you're, like, a stunt person, you've, like, you've trained for this, literally. You're wearing, like, a fireproof suit. I couldn't just, like, that would just be so hot. Right? I know. be fucking insane i don't know how they do it but very impressive so that's crazy yeah i'll circle back to effects in a minute i want to talk about a couple things first but yeah there was another incident that inspired wes craven to create freddy that i didn't mention before we watched the movie so when wes craven was a child 
there was one night where he was trying to fall asleep and he heard some like weird mumbling Mm. and he was trying to figure out where it was coming from. So he looked outside his window and in the middle of the night, there was just a man standing there just mumbling outside his window. And so when he saw the man, he initially like ducked down, obviously. And then after about a minute or so, he like peered back up to see if he was still there. And he was, but this time they made eye contact (gasps) yeah and instead of this person leaving after making eye contact with this child who was very clearly yeah the man he sort of like threateningly widened his eyes and like jolted towards Wes a little bit he wasn't going to attack him but he was very clearly trying to scare him Uh, and then he just walked away hate that he just walked away and Wes Craven described this man as having a like malicious face and he could clearly tell that he was delighted in trying to scare the chit sit blah blah blah. whoa he was (laughs) delighted in trying to scare the shit out of this child what did my mouth just do (laughs) I don't know it got possessed for a minute it did yeah Freddie is that you it's fine he sort of modeled Freddy's look a little after what he remembered about this man outside his window, though. So Damn. That being said, the final hey. design for Freddy's face was literally based on a pepperoni pizza. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Whatever I was going to say is unimportant now. A what pepperoni was pizza? it, though? Yeah, a pepperoni pizza. Uh, mm-hmm. I was going to say, hey, don't be scaring kids. Just- don't. Just don't do it. Don't you do might it. be become the villain in a horror movie, also named after a childhood bully. Exactly, just, and nobody wants saying. to be that, you know. And all, yeah, also like seriously, if you're one of those people that's like, eh, it's so funny to scare little kids. Like, is no, that the kind not. of person you want to be? That's like, is that up. really? That's like what you get your jolly. So you think, oh, I scared a ten year old. Like, like okay. why is that fun for you? Maybe seek some psychological help. I don't know. Literally, yeah. Like, I don't. I. Yeah, sorry. That's just that's fucked up. I, that shit just pisses me the fuck off. Like, no, me too. Like, we just scare kids. That's don't do that. It's not cool. But anyway, this pepperoni pizza that we're talking. Yeah, the pepperoni about. pizza. Um, so I can't remember which, like, production designer it was. I don't know if it was like the makeup artist or costume designer or who it was. But whoever came up with the final design for Freddy's face, he was like at a pizza parlor. And he was just, like, thinking, you know, just, like, mm-hmm. vibing and, like, kind of zoning do. out and thinking about this movie and trying to figure out what they wanted Freddy to look like. And he, like, looks down at his pizza. He starts fucking with the cheese and, like, pulling <laughs> it around the pepperoni in, like, weird different I mean, ways. He essentially sculpted Freddy's face on this pizza. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's giving, like, elementary school kid. Exactly. Like, making their masterpiece like out of like Mm -hmm. macaroni noodles like that's i love it i love to see it same thing that's how freddy's (laughs) face was born essentially i love it my favorite thing that i learned while researching this (laughs) and i learned a lot of really cool shit i am however for a couple minutes gonna take us way the fuck down a notch though to some fucked up shit that is related to this ginormous trigger warning for child sexual abuse so I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm going to be mentioning it to go over the reason why the backstory of what Freddy did to the children is really vague. Mm. So in the movie, we know that he was a child murderer, but there Mm. is also subtext that there was more to it than that. 
Originally, yeah. it was going to be more obvious, but they had to tone down things of that nature quite a bit due to a trial that began around the same time that the film was being made. Mm-hmm. And that was the McMartin trial. The first accusations for that were made in 1983, and as a reminder, Elm Street came out in 84. Mm. So, McMartin was a preschool in which sexual abuse of students was found to be inflicted on an almost systematic basis. Oh my god, that's It's awful. fucking horrendous. I'm gonna be as brief with it as I can, just to yeah. provide enough insight, so... In March of 1984, it was found that 384 former students were diagnosed as having been abused during their time at the school. Oh my god, that's fucking awful. Yeah. On March 22nd, seven adults involved with the school, including the school's founder, were indicted on 115 counts of that abuse. 93 additional accounts of indictment were added a couple months later. I'm not even going to name the fucking vermin responsible for this, obviously, but I hope wherever the fuck they're rotting, they're getting asshole spiders and urethra scorpions as part of their hourly punishments. So I'm oh, just going to say that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck so, them. yeah. So the filmmakers originally wanted to include that type of abuse as a way to more solidify the parents' actions in killing Freddy. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. child murder is one of the most yeah. horrific things that could ever happen, and mm-hmm. adding an extra layer of it just kind of... Uh, makes you think more mm. about the morality of the vigilante justice aspect mm. of things going on in the movie. For sure. Mm. So they ended up removing the exp- explicit explanations of that from the movie because they did not want people to think they were exploiting what was happening with that trial. Yeah, that so, totally makes sense. And yeah. I respect that, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because it's like if you, like, God forbid, are one of the victims of that and then you're just like, I just want to, like, go right. see a movie just you know take my mind off if you can take your mind off of things and like you have to deal with all that yeah no it's yeah i'm glad they took it out yeah they like there was no second thought about it the second they started hearing about all that happening they're like nope that's gone we're not doing that Mm -hmm. yeah which is good (laughs) that's that's how you should react in situations like that instead of like being like well we already had the script written kind of thing they're like no fuck that yeah absolutely So, moving on from the fucked up stuff into the more fun things, I just wanted to provide that insight because I know a lot of people yeah, are no, like, Yeah, no, I'm glad. Was he or was he not that type of person? And it's like, well. Yeah. And yeah. also, yeah, the just the description in the movie is like, It's enough. This guy, and he killed kids, and we killed him. And you're kind of like, okay. Um, and but you can it's... tell by Freddie's behavior, especially mm. towards Nancy, that yeah. it's it was more than murder. So Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. If you can read between the lines, that's all you need to do with this movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. But moving forward, so Freddy's knife fingers (laughs) sort of came from bears. Oh, I love that. Go bears. Go bears. (laughs) So Wes Craven wanted his weapons to be something that instilled a sort of like primal fear. And what is one of the Mm -hmm. things that could instill fear in like the earliest humans even, which would be like dangerous animals like bears so they went off the idea of large hands and long fingernails and they that's fun did that yeah mm-hmm. also back into the practical effects side of things tina's death scene with her being like on the ceiling and all sorts of shit like that mm-hmm. was shot in a rotating room which is <gasps> always one of my favorite types of effects yeah 
Isn't that so fucking cool? So That's if you, awesome. Right? If you don't know what a rotating room is, it's kind of like what it sounds like. So the set is built in basically a cube that's housed, mm-hmm. like, outside of it by basically scaffolding on, like, a thing that rotates. Mm-hmm. And you can have it rotate mechanically or by people on the outside of it, like, pulling the rig to rotate mm-hmm. the room 360 degrees. Yeah. And everything's, like, nailed down. So yep. it's, like, even if it's upside down, nothing's falling or yep. whatever. Exactly. So this room was rotated by people by hand outside of oh, the wow. set rather than mechanically. Mm-hmm. The actress who played Tina, Amanda Weiss, was super disoriented by the end of that and just felt like she was falling and she couldn't move and mm. she nearly had a panic attack. Oh. Wes Craven did a really good job of grounding and reassuring her, though. The way mm. she was talking about it, it just seemed like he was like doing all that he possibly could to make her feel like safe and comfortable after that. Oh, and that's awesome. yeah, and mind you, he was in this rotating room too, but he was in, they have like kind of a cage set up. For, Mm -hmm. like, the director and maybe a camera person to sit. But they are stagnant in their chairs. Mm -hmm. They're, like, strapped in. So he was, like, upside down and, like, spinning during a chunk of this. So he's all super disoriented, too. But he was like, I have Mm -hmm. to put that aside and, like, take care of my actor first. Oh, that's Um, so sweet. Super sweet, yeah. They used the same kind of rig for Glenn's room so that they could have blood shooting out of the bed. So they turned the set upside down and poured a fuckload of blood, which was dyed water, onto the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, wouldn't you know it, there were lights on that ceiling, which are electric, right? Oh, no. Right? So that went bad in a few ways. The lights electrified the water, which shocked the guy who was pouring it into the set. Oh, God. Thankfully, he didn't get, like, injured or anything. It was, like, mm-hmm. just a shock and he was okay. Mm-hmm. But on top of that... <laughs> When hundreds of gallons of water entered the set, it threw off the balance and Uh. the rig kind of went out of control with the water sloshing in it. The people outside trying to control it couldn't keep hold, so they had to let go of it for safety. And there were, like, wires and, like, fucking all sorts of shit just, like, flying around that they were trying to avoid, like, getting Mm. hurt. So everything went dark from the water going into the lights and shorting everything out. So Wes Craven, again, was just in this cage, in this room, upside down, with water rolling around just in the dark, because all of the lights went out. Yikes. Yeah. When it finally stopped, the cage was, like I said, upside down, and Wes Craven and I think a camera op were essentially hanging there upside down for like 20 minutes. Uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that no one got, like, seriously hurt. Nobody got hurt at all. Everyone was totally fine. It was, mm-hmm. like, just scary more than anything. Yeah. And also the windows of Glenn's room, a bunch of the blood as it was, like, sloshing around just, like, flew out the window. So everyone that was outside of the room was just covered <laughs> in blood. <laughs> I love that. That had to look fucking crazy. Oh, man. But there was also more to Glenn's death scene that got Mm -hmm. cut so his blood-soaked body was supposed to levitate out of the hole in the bed and then drop onto the bed and i saw it in the documentary that i watched and it was fucking sick and it's unclear to like everyone why they didn't use it in the film because it was really cool cool. yeah that's so fun i wish they would have kept it but you know we can't all get what we want yeah another fun little thing though did you recognize the house 
Yes, but no. That's fair. I don't remember where I recognize it from. Well, have you seen Bo Burnham's Inside? I have! It was filmed in Nancy's house, and so we saw some of the outside of it. That's because the house was owned by his, at-the-time, girlfriend, filmmaker Lorene Scafaria, and... From what I gather, the two of their the two of them lived there together for a time. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, and it's none of my business. But it's where yeah. Bo filmed inside. They sold That's the so house cool. in either late twenty twenty one or early twenty twenty two, and the asking price was three point five million dollars. I mean, fair for Nancy's house. Yeah, so I... yeah, but yeah, that's that's where inside was shot. And oh my god, Nancy's house costs more than it costs the entire movie to make. Yeah. It costs to make the entire movie. I phrase that yeah. really no, weird. You're good. You no, I got you. What I'm it was saying. higher than the budget for the film. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, wow, that's so cool. Money. <laughs> Money's Holy crazy. Shit. Yeah. Although, <laughs> to be fair, I don't know what the buying power of $1.1 million in 84 would be now. Yeah, that's also, so, that's also fair. I don't know. Yeah. I could Google it. Will I? No. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's you fine. guys can Google it. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot. Yeah. So the last thing I want to talk about, there are no talks currently of another Nightmare on Elm Street reboot, but if there were to be one, there have been a few people suggested to play Freddy, as Robert England has said that his time as Freddy is over. He's been saying that mm-hmm. since 2004. He's done. Mm-hmm. Some of the suggestions include Jackie Earl Haley, who played Freddy in the 2010 reboot. That's the mm-hmm. only Nightmare film to not have Robert England as Freddy, as Freddy Krueger at this point. Mm-hmm. But also Kevin Bacon, which would feel weird because he's just too well-known and recognizable. Yeah. Creed Bratton from The Office. Weird choice. I don't know. <laughs> and my personal favorite, my personal vote, motherfucking Jamie Campbell Bauer. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I, oh my god, listen. When I saw this article mentioning people that would be good for Freddie, I'm like, bitch, yes. What the, yes. No question. That would slay. That would, that would slay. be awesome. He'd be so yeah. good at it. He would be. And at least one of the possible reasons there hasn't been much talk of a reboot might be because it's really unclear at this point who exactly has the rights to the franchise since things have changed hands so many times. Interesting. That being said, Mike Flanagan, who you and I know and love from writing, creating, directing the Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor series, among others, (laughs) has stated that he has ideas fully fleshed out for a reboot and just needs to figure out who to pitch it to. He has no idea. But Heather Langenkamp, Nancy, has also said that she would love one last chance to face off with Freddy. Oh my god! That would be Ugh. fucking awesome! I just, that would be so ugh, cool. I need it. I need it that so That would be bad. so fun. Right? Robert England also believes that Jordan Peele would be a great fit for directing an Elm Street reboot. And when talking about his appreciation for Peele's work, he said, and I quote... I don't want to live in a world without Jordan Peele. And with that, I, I feel doesn't? like he understands me on a fundamental <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. He's right? right and he should say it. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, Jordan Peele has also stated when he was on Jimmy Fallon in 2019 that he believes that Elm Street is the best horror movie ever made in his words. So who knows? Maybe he'd be on board. Yeah. I think that um, instead of people like... You know how there's, like, this whole resurgence of, like, everyone's doing remakes of all the OGs? I feel like we should do that with all the OG horror movies, except it should just be Jordan Peele directing them. I second that. That's it. I do second (laughs) that. However, I would not be mad if Mike Flanagan 
got in on yes, that. Yes, wouldn't be absolutely. They could co-write it. They could co-write, direct, produce, etc. It, but I just think that Jordan Peele should do. Any, he should any, be involved in everything. everything. That he wants. <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I love. I him. think if Jordan Peele is there, it will be a sleigh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's like scientifically proven at this point. Yeah. I yeah exactly. It's yeah. just like it's like how the dominoes fall. It's like the first domino is that like Jordan Peele is there, and then the rest of the dominoes is just like yeah. it being fantastic. Yeah. So exactly. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> We can always find an excuse to talk about Jordan Peele on this podcast. On this podcast and in my day-to-day life. (laughs) Absolutely. I will always find reasons to do it. So, you know, it's fine. But with all of that, would you watch this movie again? Um, I would. I feel like this would be a fun movie to watch. Like, I loved watching it for the pod, but I feel like this would be a really fun, like, this is a fun slumber party movie it <laughs> like is. it for sure is it like is. yep i this that's like just the vibe like this movie was made for like a bunch like a gaggle of middle schoolers all hanging out with their yep. like, popcorn and sugar having a slumber party movie night and you know what i could have experienced it in its full glory but instead i, I was know. fucking crying in the bathroom i know like, that i am so well i'll tell means... you what next time we're together I was just about to say, yep. yep. That just means next time we're together, we have to have our little slumber party. Yep. We'll get our our junk food and we'll mm-hmm. watch all the Scream movies and then Nightmare on Elm Street. Just a Wes Craven night, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It'll be fucking great. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a Wes Craven Wednesday. Because, <gasps> like, W. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're a freaking genius, dude. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. Anytime we do a Wes Craven movie, we should just start calling it Wes Craven Wednesdays. Happy Wes Craven Wednesday, bitch. Happy Wes Craven Wednesday, everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all of that, we're still posting every single week this month, October, in honor of Spooky Month. So, Tay, Woo! where can the people keep up with us to see what we're posting, when we're posting, all that good shit? You can, first and foremost, check out our Kofi at Here's Horror Podcast. Yeah. Um, we got extra fun, bonusy shit all over there. We do. Um, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> you can check out our Twitter at Here's Horror. Um, we'll probably be posting a little bit more on it for spooky season. Mm-hmm. We'll see. No promises. Um, you can check out our Insta, not just for funny memes and not just for episode updates, but also for a giveaway this yeah, month in October and also for Moth's movie marathon all throughout October for spooky shit. Yes. Um, and then if you want to get freaky with it, you can follow us on Tumblr at Here's Horror, mm. um, and send us some anonymous ass, an anonymous asks, if I can speak. <laughs> not anonymous um, ass though. I don't want to say that. Every time, every time, do not send us anonymous <laughs> pictures of your ass. I'm literally begging you, but you can send us some asks, or you can tell us about a nightmare that you had recently. Ooh. You can tell us what your plans for spooky season are. Um, you can send us some Halloween costumes. We did this last year. Yes, please um, send us pictures of your Halloween costumes. We'll share I'm them on the story. Begging. Yes, I will. I'll do to anything. I, Within yes, reason. Absolutely. Um, do all of that. Um, have fun. Have a safe, spooky season. Yes, absolutely. I'm manifesting it for everyone. Manifest a safe, spooky season for all. Trick or treat all month long. Yes. <laughs> Can you Say imagine? hi to your local ghosts. Yes, you know, but respectfully. Don't wake them up. Let them sleep. If they come to you, say hi. 
just yeah just or you know just while you're where, wherever you are sit driving in your car out at work just be like hey ghost there's yeah, you probably know. one nearby probably just say hi. yeah just, just say hi you know, <laughs> you know. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Happy spooky season. Happy spooky season. <laughs> Things are only going to get more horrific this month, so keep I'm an afraid. eye out for that. Um, Tay <laughs> might divorce me. Uh... <laughs> it, it's true. We'll have our first here's horror divorce. <laughs> here's horror divorce. Here's horror divorce. With all that being said, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Happy Halloween, and as yeah. always, thank you to Tay for watching A Nightmare on Elm Street with me. This was Oh my fun. god, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Bye! Alright, bye everyone. Sweet dreams. Oh god, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs>